Welcome to Write, Read, and Write. We are a podcast bringing you some tips and suggestions for building your English writing, and sometimes speaking, practice. I am one of your hosts, Adam Preston Peril, and I'm joined, as always, by Josiah Seth Gray. Today, we are getting into arguments. We aren't having them, but talking about how you might win them or at least show some skill in them. And we can't guarantee that you'll win, especially not against us. We're quite practiced at arguing. But we can guarantee that your audience, you'll win your audience's respect uh, for having a well-formed argument. That's true. I may not agree with a person, but when they can give me a claim and some relevant supports formed with excellent reason, well, I respect them. It's a skill as old as school itself. Building an argument means you have a mind for learning. And as teachers, we're all about learning. Well, let me get this learning, this lesson, started by expressing the basic building blocks of an argument. First, you need a claim. You need to put forth a statement that suggests a relationship between two ideas. For example, idea one, dogs. Idea number two, great pets. My claim then is dogs make great pets. This relationship between my two ideas requires support to be an argument. Any claim is just a claim without evidence or reasoning. I usually get my support from reputable sources. I'm a big fan of The Economist. If The Economist does not have any articles that support my claim, then I look around. But I don't look too far. A sign of bad evidence is not readily available or easy to find. Once I have my claim and my supporting evidence, I tie it all together with some logic and reasoning, and I present everything as an argument. There are advanced add-ons like counter-arguments that we could get into. For all the basics of what an argument is, we've, create, we've shown you. It's a claim, it's a support, and it's reasoning. I keep this simple for two reasons. I need all of my students to know that an opinion does not make for an argument, and negation, or just saying no, does not make for an argument. I want to use the rest of my time to contrast these two ideas from a real educated argument. An opinion is a claim that does not have well-developed support. Usually the support is personal and doesn't stand up well against investigation. Negation is saying something or someone is wrong without giving evidence or reasoning. This shuts down a good discussion and doesn't respect an argument. Arguments are tools that push forward thinking, and when used well, can help everyone learn more and grow. It is important for me that my students learn to make great arguments and learn to respect the arguments of others without fighting with opinions or negations. Josiah, what are some important aspects of arguments to you? Well, Adam, I just want to stop you right there, and I want to say that I completely disagree. And <laughs> I disagree uh, simply because I think you're wrong. Um, and because you, and you're wrong because you're just always wrong. Uh, and Adam, whenever you speak, the words you say are just ridiculous, and everyone should just listen to me because uh, you know I I know all the words. I have the very very best words. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Sorry, that got a little bit personal there at the end. Um, but what you know, obviously, there's no facts. That's all opinions, as you were saying, uh, negation. But there's there's nothing substantial to what I'm saying. And sorry, that's just a bad example. Um, I'm being a little bit on the nose there. 
because I didn't actually give an argument. Uh, as, as Adam said, there was no uh, substance, no evidence. It was just kind of a word vomit that didn't actually make sense. Um, and this topic is especially re relevant right now um, because we just had the U.S. presidential debate a couple weeks ago uh, where the two big candidates for president, um, you know, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they debated their ideas. And if you watched it, it was just really embarrassing. Um, and that's the only word to describe it. Uh, it wasn't so much a debate as two people just kind of shouting at each other. And there wasn't a lot of logical um, you know, arguments there. It was a lot of what we called logical fallacies. Um, which is kind of a paradox in itself. Um, but we're, what we're gonna, what I just want to talk about real quick is logical fallacies. And a logical fallacy is an error in reasoning. Um, and some of these are so common that uh, they actually have names. Uh, so we'll just take a couple seconds to discuss some of the most common, uh, but there's a lot of them. There's around 15 or so logical fallacies. Um, and it's really important to spot these because they can help you actually win an argument. Um, Adam, Correct me if I'm wrong, but in most debates, if someone uses a logical fallacy against you and you notice it, it actually will get your team a lot of points and undo their arguments, correct? Uh, you are completely right. I mean, if you take notice and point out, let's say, a, a straw man fallacy, uh, the judge will respect it and you'll get some points. Good. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for confirming that. I've never done debates. Debates, I mean, the whole argument thing is more Adam than me. I know <laughs> argument. Um, which probably isn't right either. But um, has he just said straw man argument? That's, that's a logical fallacy. Um, and what you want to be aware of is that logical fallacies are a bit of a crutch. They're kind of this fake support that we lean on when we don't know what to say or what to do. And to me, the most common is called the ad hominem. And this is when someone personally attacks you and they don't actually address your argument. Um, so maybe instead of saying, you know, well, I disagree with you, because you're uh, because of what you're saying because of these points and then they give you the points that counter it that uh, go against what you said um, but instead maybe they say you know well I have no reason to listen to you because you know, you're just a kid uh, and you've probably heard that uh, as a student um, and see they're not actually arguing against what you're saying they're attacking you and you're, they're putting you down um, and then there's another common one that you've probably experienced uh, it's called the appeals to authority and that's um, when someone, maybe it's like a teacher or someone that's older than you, instead of, you know, arguing against you, they might say, you know, I'm the teacher, so I know what's best. And so you just need to do what I tell you, or you need to think how I think. And they're not actually giving you evidence or reasoning to support their beliefs. And so there's a lot more logical fallacies out there. And I encourage you to look into them, uh, because it's important um, to be able to have uh, full ideas that you are supportive and, and not lean on these crutches. Uh, but you do get the idea. So an argument is only strong if you have supportive evidence and only stick to that evidence. I, I think we've covered so much here today. We've covered a lot of details about arguments and I feel like our students are informed, but I'm sure their heads are swimming. I mean, between fallacies and the makeup of an argument, do you have any suggestions for how they might use the information we've given today for the practice? Yeah. Um, so you d I want you two guys to reflect on an idea that you believe is true. Um, maybe it's uh, like what Adam said about dogs being good pets, or maybe you want to argue that the earth is flat. Um, 
Yeah, but then you need to make sure that you are able to support or explain your argument. Um, too often, proponents of ideas like you know flat earthers base their base their ideas on personal opinion or on the opinions of others, but there isn't good evidence to support it. So I want you to ask yourself: Is there a credible reason or idea or evidence uh, that for what I believe? Okay, or are you just basing this on something that's you know? And an illog illogical fallacy. Not, not true. Uh, that's good for anyone, whether it be a student or an adult. We have to get beyond our beliefs and, and look for reasoning. Um, I suggest that students try to build a good argument with their parents, their friends, or their siblings, maybe even their teachers. Try to give good reasoning and evidence for a claim that you think of and see how the people around you talk and respond. Do they respond respectfully? Do they just negate you? Look for the impact of a good argument in your discussions with the people around you and learn the power of good support and reason. Oh, Josiah, I, um, I almost forgot, um, as I do. Uh, what is new with you? Yes, you did almost forget. Uh, we normally do that at the beginning, but okay. Uh, I, well, new with me. Recently, I guess I found a new kimchi at City Mart that I like. And unfortunately, that's probably about the most interesting thing that's been happening in my week. Um, I guess uh, I also have been uh, looking, like listening to back through the podcast that we've been doing, which reminds me last week, I, you know, I, I did some incorrect evidence or support or, you know, I just said stuff, stuff wrong. I gave the wrong wording for, for different arguments, the ethos, pathos and logos. So if you listen back through those, you know, maybe do this as a homework assignment. Think through my examples and decide, is it ethos, pathos, or logos? Because I kind of mix those up, as, you know, you know, teachers sometimes do. So do, do your own research. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, how about you, Adam? Um, well, I've been having parent-teacher meetings uh, to teach parents about interactive digital tools and online learning. Uh, the pandemic has created a great need for people to develop their digital skills, and King's has risen to the challenge but we need to educate our parents. And I'm very proud of our teachers and I hope the parents see the value and the things that we do. Yeah, it's been really great to talk to the teachers. Um, and it's been nice to share how, you know, Kings has been progressing and, and also hearing their ideas and their concerns too. Um, honestly, I think all of us teachers can say that we're really proud of our students um, as well, because learning from home isn't easy and you miss out on a lot of what makes school engaging and fun. Um, but the King students, you guys are all doing really great uh, and you're giving it your all, which is, has made teaching a lot of fun. So just thank you guys for that. All right. Um, thank you for listening. And we hope to help you build your practice next time. And next time, um, I was thinking we could maybe discuss a bit about planning and organizing our ideas. Because uh, it seems uh, to me like a good next step. Uh, because when you're trying to communicate in any way, including arguing, it's good to have a clear logical framework for your reader or your listener to follow, you know, like we do in this podcast, uh, we hope. Um, otherwise, it kind of things get garbled and you can't always understand exactly what the next logical step is. But until then, uh, keep up the good work and remember to always support your ideas with evidence. Uh, now go find that logos in all your ideas.